welcome back to Dum Dum, Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast set in the homebrew world of Kalandos, which is my world, my being me, being Carla, your GM. And around the table, I have my amazing players with me, and they are going to introduce themselves, starting with the one that just spilled tea on herself. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kirsten, and I'm playing Oriole. And I'm burning. Are you burning? Or you're no, right? I'm not burning. Oh, just okay. embarrassed. Cool, because now just everyone knows. Everyone knows. My tea spilling will live forever. And I spilled the tea on you, spilling your tea. Some people, it's deep guess. Layers Carla, you've already betrothed me to someone I did not give permission to. Can just come? I didn't, did not Carla. betroth you. I think she was super excited. That's why she dropped the pretzels earlier. I did. I dropped pretzels. Oh, yeah. You the dropped floor. the pretzels. I've spilled tea. Pretty sure Wednesday's got a boyfriend and my cat. Yeah, Darby as well. Just you. You did enough. Thanks. Couldn't talk for shit. Well, let's let's get through introductions and then we'll get through to recap. So, introducing themselves next. Hello, I'm Wednesday and I play Zantalarian. And I am Darby and I am not Darby. <laughs> and I play Nicole. <laughs> Guys, this always happens to me. Take two. My name is Nicole and I play Darby. There was a second where you did want to say Darby again. We always do a recap where one of the characters says what happened in the last week's episode, but from their character's perspective. So if you'd like to get the full story, please do go back and listen to it. It is this, only the second episode of season three, so you can catch up. But if you would like to hear it from their horse's mouth. To horse explain, To explain it is Oriel, the horse lover. Previously on Dum Dum Die. Last week on Dum Dum Die, we narrowly escaped the crazy elf man with all the kinku birds in mechanical wings eventually Darby's material just said run you idiots so we ran and then we got really tired running because it was really far and then I figured out I could talk to people with my mind so I told the tailor to meet us at the gate of the third ring and in my exhaustion I told Darby to go and secure us passage back to Port Orach which clearly I was not in my right state of mind because that would have been a terrible idea, and it was. (laughs) We also got our amazing clothing that I have not put on yet because I'm in a box of material hiding from the world because when we said goodbye to the God that helped us in, I want to say Starland, but it's not, this horrible place that we've been stuck in for like the past Season or two, he has now decided that on a passing goodbye, I love you, goodbye, with the main emphasis on the goodbye part, (laughs) uh, has decided he's now coming with us. And even though the captain still doesn't remember us and the pot plant of the dead crew member is still there, whose name is Luke, who I think has broken, but I'm going to find out because the other guy was crying when he was holding the pot plant. So I'm assuming that it broke assumptions make it ass of you and me but you also know that his name's not luke right the papa's name is luke no that's what the guy told you the name's luke yeah doesn't matter if it's a crew member's name or not it's just the fact that he's named the pop plant that is important oh he named the pop plant luke yes (laughs) yes Yes, he did also because he doesn't remember the crew member who was previously the pop plant and frankly neither does oriel so (laughs) (laughs) so we are also currently sailing at sea and Zantelarian has apparently made Toriel pay 10 gold in order to marry me as a bridal fee, which I am strongly against. 
And we carry on. Well, I mean, she was so against that she burst out in wild magic grease. So, I mean. To literally slip out of his embrace. Yeah. It, and it he, worked out well. Don't you dare. Literally you dare. fell for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. On that note, that is exactly what happened in last week's episode. My eyes can't <laughs> roll further back. I mean, they could. They'd just roll background. <laughs> Eventually they come. Beetlejuice style. Eventually it comes right. So where we, the last moment of last week's episode, uh, there was a shadow on the boat. Oh, Dobby yes, is that on too. The- <laughs> Yeah, that happened. Dobby's lying on his back on the deck. On top of the deck, one of the crew members in the crow's nest is screaming. The captain who was at the at the steering column has jerked the steering column to the left and is convulsing. Uh, Zantalarian is also on the, the top of the deck and nothing, he, he seems unaware. Well, not unaware, unaffected is a better word. Downstairs, the other crew member holding Luke the pot plant is insanely crying and Toril is standing around and he's looking for Oriel who he finds in a box of material. Can I go and heroically grab the steering column to steady the boat? Uh, you do so. The captain's still convulsing next to next to the steering column but it seems to be slowing down and then he he's fallen to all fours and he's bracing himself against the boat. Lorian, snap out of it. He's going to Oriel's stand hand up. starts burning. Mm-hmm. Oriel's hand starts burning, getting ready for his lap. <laughs> <laughs> so the captain stands up and he's shaking and he looks white as a sheet and he's like, I think I, I have snapped out of it. And then he goes and he starts investigating the, the mast. Up at the top, the, the screaming crew member is, is screaming and he's saying insane things. And he appears to be, from what you can see from lying flat on your back looking up, you can see that he appears to be scrabbling at his uh, stomach and lifting his shirt, checking his stomach. Then he's scratching his back trying to see something. And, and he's shouting and he's screaming, what have they done to me? And <gasps> he's he's... Just trying to look at various parts of his body up at the top of the crow's mast. Dobby's going to jump up and then he's going to say to Zantalarian, or he's going to run to Zantalarian and be like, do you think that they've turned them into, and then he's going to whisper it. (laughs) Birds. No, Dobby, they're not birds. You don't know that. Listen Uh, to what they're saying. Listen, listen. uh, Are you okay? Can Dobby roll to like... See anything weird on them? Uh, you can look closely at them, but you've been on the boat with them for a day, so they don't seem untoward except how they're reacting to the shutter. Okay. Um, you see the captain, after he was looking at the mast quite carefully, he leans back and he, and he calls up and he says, and he's talking very, even though his voice is carrying, he's he's trying to sound quite soothing. And he's like, just just come down. It's it, It's fine. What... What happened was was only a dream. Uh, I, we're here. We're here. She she didn't hurt us. Come come on down. Every everything's okay. And then the crew member at the top and Oriel, you can hear this from below deck. Uh, when he shouts, he he's inconsolable. He's shouting, "No, 
how many times did we repeat it? How many times did she murder us? And then he, I won't, I won't be around to to do these anymore. And he starts climbing on top of the basket of the crow's nest. Can I roll charisma? I would like to very like throw my sort of nonchalance at um, the whole Murian situation at the guy to sort of make him feel like it wasn't really that bad. And it was just, yeah, it was totally a dream. And come on, you know, you're a man. We're men on a boat and it's fine. It's all good. We're going home. You know, that kind of thing. Roll your persuasion. Oriel, what do you do? You hear desperate crying coming from the crew member in the corner. Mm -hmm. And he turns around and he is cradling the pot plant. It's it's intact. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and he sinks down to the floor and he calls into a ball with the pot plants and he says, I can't believe I forgot you. And he's holding the pot oh, plant very close. Oh, finally remembering. Uh, Toriel is holding his hand out to get you out of the crate because he thinks you must have fallen in the crate in the so shadow. And Oriel casts fly and flies away from him. <laughs> okay, you float to the top of the roof of the of the boat cabin. I float. Am I swimming? Or I don't know. Dark? How does the, how does your fly look? I'd like to imagine with fly that I grow these magnificent, like you know, Gabriel from X Men, like those like air wings. Yes. Okay. But like feathered wings. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> and it's like she like sprouts, flipping huge wings, and like just you know how like a bird of prey kind of swoops with its wings tucked in. So okay. It's like one swoosh. Like to the other edge and then she runs up the stairs and then see, honestly, I don't think she could do more than that in that turn, even though the flying speed is 60 feet. Like she would see the person in the basket. If she has time, she'll go take him off the basket. (laughs) Well, I mean, in in the space of this, you would see him and he's probably going to be starting to climb onto the top of the... Yeah, then and she's you gonna hear Zantelarian begin to start uh, saying something. Toriel said, wait, wait for me. And he starts running up, up the stairs, up to the upper deck. What did you roll? Twelve. Twelve. He takes a step back into the crow's nest and he says, did she, did she get you too? But you remembered, you remembered us and is that why you looked like you did when you came to the boat? It was all real. It was all real. And he starts rocking himself sitting on the floor in the crow's nest. It was Oriel. It was all real. Oh, uh, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the basket, but I'm confused. Crew member says, what? <laughs> okay, uh, she is going to... It looked like he was about to jump off the crow's nest when you came yeah. to the top. So she's like perched on the edge of the crow's nest with her wings. All so right. she's going to climb in and cover him with her... Her wings, she's like, it was all real. Murian is gone. We're okay. You're okay. You say as you're also hugging the mast because yeah, including like, you, him, and the wings, it's, uh, it's like a it's weird, not the awkward, giant uh, is ever. Murian didn't understand what she was doing. She was just as much a victim in this as, as the rest of them. And he says to you, that doesn't make it okay. Did she, did she let the, that little boy play with your insides and... And she did plenty of things. She's done something like Oreo's just like recalling what happened. And like, I think they got it a lot worse than what we did. No, they didn't. 
You don't know what pain I went through. I don't have mother trauma. <laughs> um, the captain looks at you, Zantelarian, and he says, uh, well done, and talk him down. Uh, perhaps you want to bring him down, Oriel. Uh, Dobby, what are you doing? Dobby wants to speak to the captain, but like relatively softly so that the other crew members don't hear. And he basically just wants to say, what, what exactly happened? Did you see um, an Alvin man? Like, explain what happened. Do you recall anything else, anything else that can help us? He, so he's just basically kind of looking for answers. Oriel, are you going to bring the crew member down? Yeah. As you start to bring him down, um, you're climbing down. Climbing maybe a strong word with flight? Uh, it's more like just gliding down. Okay, you're holding him. Please roll strength. Okay. 15. He, he clings to you as you glide down, and it's... For gliding, it's not that far mm. down. So you feel he is cumbersome and you wouldn't be able to carry him far, but you can put him on the deck quite safely. Okay. The captain says to the crew member first, he's like, perhaps you should go have a lie down below deck. And then he nods his head and heads below deck. Uh, Toriel comes up and he says, what is going on in this boat? Uh, they just remembered what happened to them. What do you mean they just remembered? Did they forget? Did you forget? What did you forget? Don't you and remember the, the scene at the bar that they didn't remember who we were? Yes, but now they know who you are because we've been on the boat for a day. Do you, did you guys know each other? I thought you guys were just crazy. Oh, that's great. That's cool. Toriel. It's cool to know. What? Shh. Shushing. This is like Kamuffin all over again. The captain says, uh, and he walks back to the steering column and he's going to carry on steering as he talks. Uh, you can see that he's doing it to make himself feel better. Uh, he says, well, we, we went to the, to the palace to drop off the goods and, and to question what had happened. And they said the only person who understood and knew it was uh, an advisor, an advisor to the, to, to Lady Starla, and the administrator took us uh, to a room where a, where a woman sat. Uh, she, she was a beautiful elven woman, uh, and there appeared to be a, a human man with her and a, a, an elven child. And no. so, sometimes there was an orc. It, 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 it changed. And in that room... We, well, I'm going to stop him. Mm -hmm. That's enough. And then we, they, they let us, the one day we were sitting in the room with the woman and uh, she said she knew why we had come to discuss the, the receipts and we had forgotten all about the birds and she gave us our receipts and we left. Miriam and then we saw gave you, you your receipt. Yes. Or it's just like, where was she hiding paper? So, and then we left and were, were quite happy to return home, none the wiser. I think, and then he grips the steering column even more tightly and he says, I think this may have happened to me before. Well, you were the only one who did survive past trips. And then he says, I wonder why we, 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 we got our, our memories back now. And or I was like, <laughs> 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 um, it wasn't my fault. 
Javi has a question. I mean, Nicole has a question. Outside of game question. The first trip that we took, he was the one that was warning us about it. Yeah, but remember, he remembers on the way back, not the way there. He did seem vague on details. Okay. No, I'm All just he was, like, was saying was the birds, the birds, the birds, the birds. That was it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but he couldn't – you asked him and he couldn't tell you really how he survived and he couldn't – No, but according to him, in any case, what he's, he never ever said he got to the Port of the Stars. Mm. It was always like we got attacked by birds on the way and I was the only one and who survived. Yeah. Right, that's true. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Sorry. He says, well, uh, it's, uh, it's best not to – not to dwell on it, and then you can see he's he's looking forward at the horizon, and he uh, and then he looks at you, Zantalarian, and he says, "Well," and he looks at you, Toriel, at Toriel, and he's like, "Well, get get to work, make yourselves useful." The other two are resting, and he holds onto the steering column. That reminds me. Excuse me, one moment. Can we break? Break? No, no. Break. Good evening, everyone. Are you looking for something different? Something unconventional and unpredictable? An actual play podcast that blends comedy, improvisation and storytelling to create something greater? Perhaps you seek homebrew adventure or the entire retelling of a 5th edition D&D adventure in a way you've never heard before. Perhaps even something from the Cthulhu mythos then we have something to suggest to you. Penance RPG. Come join us on social media. We have such tales to show you. And then she goes down to the one who's holding the pop plant. Yeah, he... As you go below deck, the, the one that was in the crow's nest is now mm. sleeping on a makeshift bed and the one that was crying and holding the the pot plant puts the pot plant back in the alcove and um, is wiping his face and is standing there. She offers him a, I want to say a hanky, but I don't know if she's got one, probably like the edge of her cloak. Uh, he says, no, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, you were very strange, but you, you helped my friend and I, yeah. Do you want to talk yeah. about it? Do you have questions? Do you need care instructions? Um, She's I've, like looking at him like, do I need to give you gardening tips on how to take care of your friend? Uh, he he says, no, I I looked after him. It. Him? Him for <laughs> the past four days. I, th- I think I'm a... Okay, as long as someone doesn't try to steal him. And he looks at you and he says, I, I think we've lost enough on, on this trip. I'd, I'd be glad to be rid of this boat and, and rid of that, that port. I, th- I think this might be my last trip. You didn't, when you were talking to, to Mirian, you didn't get any flashbacks of almost like a male elf general, blue... Like she was. He says, you mean the, the, the torturer, the torturess, the woman? Her name's Murian, and she didn't exactly know what she was doing. And he, he looks at you and he says, uh, because you're 
Because you're delicate, I, I won't share, but I think she knew what she was doing. She sure enjoyed it. Uh, but to answer your question, no. Agree to disagree. I think we saw different things when we were with her. And then he says, agree to disagree. And he sort of sits down and he, I'm going to rest. And he sees you standing there and then he picks up the pot plant and <laughs> off the alcove and puts it in his lap in between his knees. And he says, we'll just rest here. And then he leans back and closes his eyes, but you can see he's uh, not quite tense yeah. <laughs> as, he, as he's clutching the pot plant. I have one more favor to ask. He opens one eye. Is Toriel there? No, Toriel's upstairs. Okay. Um, up on deck. Can you please put the lid back on the box when I'm inside? I don't want Toriel to find me. And then she like looks at him like, do a girl a salad. He says, you realize it's a ship at some point. There's only so many places you can hide. Unless you're going to continuously keep moving. She looks at me and she's like, my plan is foolproof right now. Will you just put the lid on the box? <laughs> he says, it's all right, I'll... Put the lid on the box. Thank and you. He, and she like jumps in. <laughs> and he puts the lid on the box, but he but makes sure it's open enough so that so you I can, can breathe. breathe. <laughs> so while She's I'm on deck working uh, with Toriel, I'm going to have a talk with him as uh, Oriel's legal guardian. Um, <laughs> my God. And arranged oh, marriage fixer. Love. And I would like to use my performance. Well, now that Oriel has evolved into some sort of it sound like a angel, <laughs> I don't know if you saw her fly and all the strength and courage that she had to rescue that poor man. I think that her parents would probably ask for a lot more than 10 gold pieces. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Roll oh. performance. 13. Holy crap, you have a massive modifier. He says, well, then I guess I'll have to give it to her parents when I meet her parents. Do you think I'll meet them soon? Are they at the port where we're going? Do you think they're there? Oh, which one is human and which one is elf? Is she half human or is she half elf? Is she half something? Is she half... You know we're related, right? And? So, obviously, I know the answers to all of these questions, but I'm not giving anything away because you need to pay for information. No, no, no. So you see what's going to happen is she's going to tell me everything because she loves me and because I love her. I'll tell her everything all about my life, all about Lukeel. You know, I used to, well, I suppose you already know that. What don't you know? I'm sure there'll be something you don't know that I could tell her. I think I know everything. <gasps> then you could tell her. You could tell her how amazing I am. I know she loves me already, but extra doesn't help. And he says as he's doing the deck. Well, unfortunately, the girl never listens to me. You And then he turns to you, Darby, and he's like, you can talk to her for me. You know what? I'm definitely going to talk to her for <gasps> you. I'm going to tell her what a solid guy you are. Thanks, Darby. I absolutely love and adore you as well. We're going to be good friends. He's like, uh, listen, I, I don't mean Before to... you say anything, I don't love you in that way. <laughs> I meant as a chum, as a buddy, as a friend, as an amigo... Uh, Get the he, picture. Looks, he looks at you and he goes, of course, Darby. And then as he walks past you, Zantelair, and he's like, I think he's also in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts heading down. Zantelair and goes, yes! <laughs> looking, for, um, looking for Oriel. So unless you're going to do anything else on the boat, um, basically if you question the crew, they all seem too shell-shocked to tell you anything more than the captain would have told you. And they're going to take you back to the port. I wouldn't question the crew. 
I would sing uh, dodgy songs about mermaids the whole trip, basically. The two crew members who were at the bottom below deck seem to be roused by those uh, bawdy, bawdy songs. And if not totally cheered up, at least better. Mm. And they continue going back to work. They sing along, but it, it just seems to have a, a slight edge to it. But... They're singing along. You are going to come across the port. Um, Orach, uh, Oriel, please roll stealth for me for each day. For each How many days is it? Uh, if this was day one, and it, it would be four days. So uh, roll it three times for me. Stealth. Okay, 15 for the first day, 14 for the second day. <laughs> Six for the third day. Okay, and well, I'm going to use the Tides of Chaos to re-roll that. Still six. <laughs> <laughs> well, he on the first day, he got a nat 20. So he definitely found you. Second day, he didn't find you. And third day, he definitely found you. In which time, he told you all about every single area of the Port of Stars. He also told you about everything you could ever possibly wish to know about his brother. And not know. <laughs> and yeah. not wish to know. He's told you a lot about himself, but he's not that interesting. He seems to talk more about people who've come in and out of the town mm -hmm. than, than anything else. And then he does say that now that he thinks about it, a lot of them seem to not remember him when they came out. Mm -hmm. Or they acted like it was one of the first times they'd seen him. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't realize that the port was so helpful in helping people unload their boats all the time. He didn't realize that the city doesn't normally do that for, for like, merchants and things. And he, he's also been trying to p convince you to plan your wedding. Hmm. He, he's been asking, what do you think? A field? A castle? Do you have castles where we're going? I've never been there. And then he, he's just discussing does he things. Does he actually wait for me to respond or does he just keep talking? Half, half. Because like Aurel will start like reading a book and like not really 100% listening. She, she'll just do the, the art. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Oh, that's interesting. He... Marks down, he has a book mm -hmm. that he brought with him. He marks down in the book whenever you say, mm -hmm, that's nice, he marks, mar writes something down. That brings us to eventually mid-afternoon on the fourth day, you start heading into the port, Port Aurach, and you notice that it's extremely busy at the port. But it looks like no one is, from what you can see, no one's offloading anything. It's all people loading things onto the boats. The captain's going to say, all right, you've done your duty. You can report to the Lord. Let him know, and I'm sure he can let you off the hook for the warehouse. Yes, I'm about to get paid. And he shakes his head at you, and he says, of course, if that's what you think, Antelarian, you're welcome to it. And he says, and as you dock, you all tie up the ship, get it ready to uh, be docked, and him and the two crew members start unpacking the material. The captain looks at you and he says, well, you, you know the way. And, and then he looks at Toriel and he, and he whispers to you, Darby, he's like, for the love of Selena, please take that with you. And he gestures towards Toriel. Receipt, please. Oh, and then he hands you the receipt Thank after you. finding it. And, and she right. like skips off with her new armor and cloak and looking I'm looking sexy. Dashing. And because I've been in working. Yellows, in yellows. In shades of summer. Because I've been working on a boat, I'm looking more sexy. I'm taking every opportunity to just sort of flex my arm, 
very nonchalantly or to strike a pose as we walk towards the Lord's castle. Darby's always looking sexy, so he just keeps flipping the hair. Yeah. Flip, 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 flip. You notice that the warehouse has been started to being rebuilt, probably 30% of the way to being rebuilt. However, it looks like people have just left the building materials there and it's still early enough in the afternoon that they should be continuing, but they're not. Where are you going? Towards the castle. I want to get paid. Is it some kind of holiday here? Did we miss a holiday? As you start walking towards the castle, you see some people in the streets as they're mostly leading towards the port. Um, uh, just a question about the armor. Is it leather armor? or What did you order? We, I ordered leather armor. Yeah, I, I also ordered, ordered leather because yeah. yeah. honestly, I don't think Oreo would be able to survive chainmail. <laughs> yeah, it's it's leather armor. Okay. Um, yeah, no special bonuses other than it just looks really cool. No, that's fine. I just honestly want the armor class bonus because that's what she desperately needs. She's squishy as fuck. Yeah, leather. As you head up towards the castle through the town, you you notice that the streets are quite empty and a lot of the doors are closed to all the shops and to houses. There's even some houses that are boarded up. And the people heading back to the dock are carrying... So the items are in crates or boxes, but they're not well-packed. And you can see it's some of it is household items, some of it is food. It's not necessarily stock or something that they the the boxes aren't uniform and you see families also even young kids carrying stuff why does everyone look like they're fleeing the town i don't know i think you should ask them chicken wings toriel says i'll ask them for you if you want and then he starts turning around and and he says yes darling and he waits don't go then she looks at that and she's like i'm gonna kill you darling (laughs) and like darby saying it in a mocking way or Darling, don't you want to try and firebolt Darby as a warning? People walking past skirt you quite, give you quite a wide berth, and they're whispering, but they continue on. Are you going to firebolt Darby? I would like to, yes. So as she's. You don't have to roll to attack? Okay. As she's prepping this firebolt, I'm going to walk past her towards um, one of the villages or whatever, one of them. And as I walk past her, I'm going to whisper in her ear chicken wings. And then I'm going to keep walking and go and find out what's going on. Um, Can I redirect it? (laughs) What did you roll? 19 damage. I mean, 13 damage, not 19 damage. Sorry. Damage or? You said I didn't have to roll to hit. Sorry, you must roll to hit. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then nine, but it's a crit fail. As you you light it, uh, Toril leans over because he's never seen you do this. (laughs) And he's like, what are you doing? And then. You look at him and it burns your hand a little bit and you've got a little scorch mark in your hand. Toriel, you ruin everything. And then she walks over. She's like, why are you leaving? He says, I'm not leaving you. Not um, you. And she like looks back to like the townsfolk that she's cornered and she's like, why are you leaving? Uh, they carry on rushing by, but uh, Zantelari? I'm going to, to, to very charmingly walk up to one of them and be like, do you need any assistance? What's happening here? Uh, the the one uh, villager says, "Have you not heard?" No, we just got into port. Oh, that, you should you should turn around and go, go back wherever you came from. That would be a but very why? terrible idea. Well, have you not heard the the one who calls himself? And you see the person looks around the street and and leans forward, and he says, 
Voldemort. And, and he looks at you. Mm-hmm. Where's your god tattoo? Dude, it's in, it's, in, it's in my sexy spot. You won't see it. Mm. He looks and he whispers carefully and he says, the, the one who calls himself Vladislav is coming. <laughs> and like, if or else... I'm going to look at him and mask this comment that I'm thinking that means a free lunch and, and say, thank you for your advice. I think we first need to report to the castle. And he says, you won't find anyone there. They've all gone up to anyone who's staying and is not leaving has gone up to the temple. Question. Which temple? The temple of oh, Selena. Onward to the temple. I'm going to march to the temple because now I feel invigorated. I'm going to the temple of Selena. I'm just going to go. I'm not even going to check if they're following me. I'm going. Okay, Zantalarian walks off. You you guys also heard these conversations, um, Oriel? Okay, if they mention that Vladislav is coming, Oriel's going to explode. Yeah, he says the one who calls himself Vladislav is coming. Okay. I just have a bad feeling about this. Dobby can, kind of like can we roll that. the wild magic? Yeah. As uh, Oriel plutzes. Like literally you made shit a guy just going like... <laughs> um... 58. As as Toriel sees how excited she is, he leans over to you, uh, Darby, and he says, Who's Vladislav? Her boyfriend. <sighs> <laughs> and he leans back and he goes, Saucy minx. <laughs> Seriously? Not even that puts him... Oh, God. 58. 58. For the next minute, any flammable... Oh, my God. I literally explode. Any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flame. (laughs) Okay. So you do not explode currently. But everything around me does. Like the wooden pier. That you touch. Are you not wearing shoes? Everything's fine. Okay. For now. As as Toriel winks at you, saucy minx, if you touch him, his clothing will catch fire. No, but that isn't being worn or carried. Oh, isn't be oh, and not even just by you. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Noted for the next minute. Are you going to follow? You all see Zantalarian is heading towards the temple. Yeah, um, Darby's going to whisper to Oriel. Do you remember when we left, and then they told us to leave quickly because Samael was coming back? Don't you think that it's weird that Vladislav would be coming? Well, that's great news of Vladislav is coming. He didn't tell me as much Oriel. when we spoke. Oriel, but Oriel, also, shh. People! And she's like stuffing and she's like putting her hands out. Yeah, please tell me I'm quite far away. You are heading up the hill. As you approach uh, the temple, you see that there's actually, it appears to be a relatively quickly erected barricade around the temple. But that's what you see as you approach the hill. Oriel. I have a question. Uh, People keep walking. One or two stop for a moment and look at you. If Vladislav is coming, why are you all running away? And then where's your tattoo? Also on the left inside of my arm. (laughs) Uh, So a woman comes up to you and she leans over and she says, uh, and she shows you that on the sort of back of her neck, Mm -hmm. behind her ear, she also has a a Vladislavian tattoo. And she says, "Uh, we we are not sure who this, this false one is. It is a dragonborn, we've heard, but he has come and overthrown city after city for the the past week or two. We only heard, we only got news four days ago when a rider came. Do you know where this rider is? And she also like cuts a piece of uh, holy ham to give this other slav. Uh, the Slavian takes the ham. Uh, thanks you. It's placed by Vladislav. He gave me 
himself. She looks at it and and you realize that the ham has gone off. <gasps> no! She says, thank you. And she holds it, but isn't going to throw it away. He went on to the rest of the towns and villages. He continued, I think his path was heading towards uh, Lissavon. Do you know his name? No one, no one stopped to ask the rider's name. What does he look like? It was a human, I believe. And then she says, but uh, we must go. Uh, what was the last time that you heard that this false god dragonborn uh, took? Well, the, the one that fell before us was Oksan. Oksan. So before you, has this one fallen already? Is he here? No, but he, he's, uh, him and his army is supposed to be marching towards us. Travel, travel safe. You as well. And then she hurry, hurries on towards the port or on to, those who are not going to the port are going into, now as you're progressing closer to the temple, are going either into carts and carriages, mm-hmm. heading off towards Lysiphon, where you guys originally came from, or they're heading towards the temple, carrying bundles and things. Okay. Are you all going to continue up the hill? Um, Darby just wants to say to Oriel, Oriel, you always speak to Vladislav. Speak to him now and ask him if this is really him or if it's an imposter. Okay, see if we're ready. Like, basically, my plan was, Oriel, while she's walking up the hill, she's going to start, like, praying to Vladislav quietly okay. to herself. So I think when you turn, you're like, you're eating, you're going... Uh, roll percentile for me as you head up to the the barricade uh, Zantelarian you see that there is a guard standing in front of the barricade he's not blocking the gateway the gateway appears wide enough for a cart to go through and it's a very makeshift boom almost and he's sort of standing there and and shouting orderly file orderly file those who are coming in okay i'm going to shout out to him yo fellow seller not approaching he sees you and he and he nods and he says uh how many more are with you three three more um i think we we can accommodate you uh come on where's the lord single file where's the Uh, lord of the town he's somewhere in in the temple okay i do the the chest first thing he does it back to you and he and he just keeps trying to make it quite orderly as people enter you'd have to get in yeah so i'm gonna go inside and i'm gonna well get into the queue and then try and figure out where this lord dude is all right what did you get 78 nothing appears to be happening eventually come to the top and you see uh dantelarian is waiting in a line in the shuffling along in a queue can darby ask the material if there's like negativity coming like anything like super bad where they need to actually leave this town uh okay we're all a percentile for me since your god is the material now yeah since my god left me the god of fashion <laughs> the god of fashion i'm assuming that's a 40 yeah you hear nothing can i ask the other material <laughs> i assumed you were asking both because the one is in my bag Okay, but I'm assuming both would speak to me anyway, yeah. right? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Darby's going to ask the material in the back. Okay, we're all your percents on. <laughs> what did you get? Oh, my gosh. A hundred. Okay. Is that a hundred? No. What is that? Oh, I thought it was zero. Triple zero. It's a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, then that's good. <laughs> I think. I don't know. No, it's zero. Guys, don't do me like because that. Because is zero. Yeah, because there's a one on the dice. 
So yeah, there can be a no, but the ten, no, but the, the, the ten single. on the double, the single, because it's double digit. So the ten is for your tens, right? Yeah, which means so the, the double, double zero, zero is your one hundred. Otherwise, if you get like a one, two, or three in the single digit, then it's one, two, three. But if it's not, 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 it's a hundred. You get a one to me, not there. No, it's because then what if the other one is one? Because then it's because one. Because then it's one. The only way you can okay. get 100 is double naught and single naught. Yeah. So 100 is triple and zero. And that's what you got, double naught and single naught. That's yeah, 100. That's 100. <laughs> Sorry, I confused myself. Cool, nothing happens. What? What? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. The first time you roll 100 in this entire campaign is... I feel like I should get inspiration for that or something. <laughs> no, it's not role-playing well to roll dice. Weird. Oh gosh. Um, you get into the queue and you you're going past the boom and he nods at your friends and nods at you, Xantalaren, uh, as mm-hmm. they're with you. Yeah. All right. You get in and you see the open field before the um, temple. Although there appear to be some makeshift tents now that have been set up, and you see a lot of the Selenites in their robes. Uh, helping these people set up. And then you also see um, some Selenites are trying to fortify the makeshift barricade around. So they're starting from from basically the back of the temple. So from right next to the temple, they're actually building what appears to be a stone wall, which they're trying to build around, enclosing the area, the encampment. So I'm looking out for the Lord. And obviously as walking in, doing the salute, whatever... As I go past whoever I suspect is a Selenite, and they should be pretty easy to spot. Most of them are wearing their robes. Question. The, it's a bit of a difficult one, but the gods, am I aware that they're on another plane of existence? The gods? Yeah. Like Vladislav, like Selena. Define another plane of existence. What are you trying to... Sorry, I don't know. What so what she wants to do, she wants to do sending to Vladislav. So sending can go through planes of existence, but I want to know, do the gods actually exist on a plane? You don't think they normally do, but if you think it is your god, he's apparently on this plane, so... Well, she's trying to speak... She can't speak to someone that she hasn't met before. So she's not trying to speak to the one that they're all running away from. She's trying to speak to the Vladislav that has spoken to her. You can try it. Okay. But you... Look, if it's not him, Mm -hmm. it's unlikely it will succeed. Okay, cool. That's fine. She's willing to try. Okay. Okay. New phone, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) New new mind message, who dis? (laughs) New sending, who dis? Um... No, so she goes, Vladislav, I know you warned me of a false god. I always, counting syllables now instead of words. <laughs> always. Always assumed it would be someone else. Are you here? You start the sending, but you mm-hmm. realize as you begin to send it that as much as you know his voice and you know what he looks like from... Um, you know, your your worship and things like that, you feel your connection is not strong enough to make it reach wherever it needs to okay. reach. So I think that kind of knowing, answers her question. Your knowing of him is not enough, if okay. that makes sense, okay. is what it feels like. I think she's going to take that as the answer to her question. Cool. You guys are going to head into the temple? Mm-hmm. All right, you see Selenites milling about. You do see the one who originally took you to uh, the Lord and, well, to that, to this, to the sect. 
and you do see the orc that was with him. They are trying to put out more cot beds sort of in the main hall. What are you guys going to do? Toriel is just looking at everyone quite in depth and he is staring at the Sailor Knights. Walk up to the orc and get his attention, salute him and say, it looks like we're getting ready for war. Where is the Lord? The Lord, he's, he's in the room that was not your, not your room. He's in the room next to that room and him and his son and his um, uh, guards are planning how they'll protect the temple with us. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. Oriel just yells, push-ups, and then like walks away. <laughs> and, and then he leans out and he's like, yes, they do you good. War is coming. And then he sees that he frightens some of the villagers and he's mm. like, but not for you <laughs> or you or you. And he points at everyone. And then the, the human next to him slaps his hand and says, shh. And he says, just unfold the cot. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Toriel is, is starting to look very confused and he's just following along with you guys. Okay, so as I'm walking towards the room, I'm just assuming everybody's following and I'm going to whistle a jaunty little tune as I go. You are weird. You do so. Darby's going to follow but is going to ask Oriel if she got in contact with Vladislav. Yeah. That's great, because my material didn't give me anything to go with either. Uh, at that, Toriel's like, that's great that you didn't get a hold of your boy. What, what do you mean your material? Did you just... What? She just really... Lo- I mean, he just really loves fashion, okay? Just, I really do. And then Darby is going to just try something. I don't know if it's going to work. Darby is going to say in his head, Alexis, can you hear me? And why did you disown me? <laughs> You hear nothing back. Well, that's just rude. And then he says that out aloud. He's like, oh, so he doesn't like it when you say that he likes fashion. Okay, note it. Don't. Just don't mention It's a touchy subject. Just don't talk about the material. Shh. Okay. And then are you guys heading to the room? Yeah. So you head down that corridor that has some rooms offshooting it, which is obviously where the selenites stay. As you head towards the rooms where you had initially stayed, you can hear some loud arguing. One voice is definitely the Lord's and the other is another orc. Okay. I'm just going to head towards that room. As you head in, you see standing around the bed in the room is a very large orc who's dressed in high priest uh, robes of Selena. And the Lord is sitting there as well. And he has three guards with him. And the Lord is shouting, he's like, we should have stayed in the castle. It was easier to fortify and defend. And uh, the orc is shouting, you know nothing about fortification. The orc then replies to the Lord and he says, our goddess will protect us. And the only way to protect ourselves is to stay here and defend her honor and defend this village. We took you in and we don't have to listen to you. We are separate but equal. And then he says, we have enough artifacts and enough able bodies here to protect the town. And we will protect you whether you like it or not. Here, here. And he, and he turns and he says, here comes one now. Can I have that orb we gave you? <laughs> About that orb, I'll get back to you once I talk to the Lord. 
And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much to my players who, as always, make everything an adventure. And a big thank you to you for listening. And please remember, if you enjoyed it, to share our podcast with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. Also, rate and review us on your favorite and not-so-favorite podcast apps. And if you'd like to chat to us, you can find us on all the socials at dumdumdie, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. Or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Also, a big thank you to Tristan and Wednesday, who are the sound engineering links. I was trying to say sound engineers of epicness, but then I got confused. So the sound engineericus, epicaneers, the sound epicaneers, that's it. There we go. Who make us sound amazing. As well as a big thank you to Veed, whose music graces our podcast. And if you'd like to hear more from Veed, you can find his details in the description below. As always, thank you so much for listening and have a most amazing week filled with adventure. Do you know how long it's been since Ordo's seen a horse? Guys, it's, it's rough on the scene. Time for people who have like never heard season those. one long time. If you haven't heard of Oriole's strange uh, affection for horses, wow, it sounds even grosser oh, now. God, she likes horses. Okay, like they're cute, they're fuzzy. You can ride them. What's wrong with that? <laughs> but the way, you're, wow. but the way you're like, and you I've can ride them. And I haven't seen a horse. Like <laughs> she hasn't. I think the funniest out of that attacked by bird people by a dragon turtle. Not that we knew it was a dragon turtle, but all we've known it could have been the kraken. And 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 we've had a whole bunch of snobby elves that now apparently one is betrothed to me if Zantelarian has his way. Well, he's half human, half elf. So there's that. Besides the point. Is it though? Yes. You say I love you to a guy once and not in that kind of way. And then they just like leave their home that they've never left before in their life and now they're on a boat with you. And you're hiding from them in a material box. It's, yeah, women. It seems like a great adventure. How, how does any adventure start?